Welcome to this edition of Head to Head. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 260 of the podcast. And on this episode, I'm talking about the recent head coaches who have lost their jobs in the NBA. Every year, it's the same. When a team underperforms in the regular or postseason, the first person to take the brunt of the blame and lose their jobs and be the scapegoats are the head coach. And this year is no different. There have been some good coaches let go. Nick Nurse, who won a ring with the Toronto Raptors in 2019 and was coach of the year in 2020. Mike Budenholzer was fired by the Bucks. He won a ring in 2021 and is a two-time winner of Coach of the Year. And the Suns are out on Monty Williams, who led them to the finals in 2021 and was coach of the year in 2022. And now recently you have Doc Rivers let go by the 76ers after blowing a 3-2 series lead against the Boston Celtics. In all three seasons with the Sixers, Rivers couldn't get past the second round of the playoffs. Rivers has been an NBA head coach for a long time, winning Coach of the Year in 2000 and winning a title back in 2008 with the Celtics. He's coached a lot of talent with the Clippers and Sixers and didn't get the job done when it came to the NBA playoffs. So the impossible question to ask here is, were these firings justified? Let's go case by case, starting with Nick Nurse. The Raptors were 41-41 and this past regular season, which makes sense to me. They have some good players in Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Fleet, but the heart of that championship core, Kyle Lowry, is gone. They need to rebuild the roster around Scotty Barnes and find out if they have a franchise player in him. Here's what head of basketball operations Masai Ujiri said about letting go of Nurse. Quote, The decision to make a change like this is never arrived at early or taken lightly, especially when it comes to a person who has been an integral part of this franchise's most historic accomplishments and who has been a steady leader through some of our team's most challenging times. As we reflect on Nick's many successes, we thank him and his family and we wish them the best in the future. This is an opportunity for us to reset, to refocus, to put into place the personnel and the players who will help us reach our goal of winning our next championship. To put more into context of this firing, the Toronto Raptors are firing a head coach who had a 227-163 record in five seasons who made the postseason three times. In the case of Mike Boonholzer and the Bucks, it's always been the case that Boonholzer is an excellent head coach winning in the regular season 55 plus games four times in his career with the Bucks and Heat, but has only one championship to show for it. The Bucks this season won 57 games, the best record in the NBA, but lost to the eighth-seeded Miami Heat in the first round. Should it matter the Heat are now in the conference finals after beating the Bucks? I would say as a coach, he couldn't come up with a way to stop Butler at any moment, let alone an entire game, and that's on him. When you are coaching arguably the best player in the game today and Giannis Antetokounmpo, there is pressure on you 
to succeed year in and year out. You cannot go down in the first round. This is a word that's used a lot when it comes to NBA head coaches, adjustments. What adjustments are made? We all know that Jimmy Butler is great in the postseason, but you have to adjust to that, and it didn't feel like Mike Boonholzer made any adjustments. Now, I think he would have kept his job if they had lost in a seven-game series, but the series only went five games. The strangest of these firings has to be Monty Williams, who is one of the most respected head coaches in the league. He was once fired by the Pelicans, and they got worse, not better, and he revitalized the Suns. I know expectations got super high after they got Kevin Durant, but by the end of the season, he could only rely on Durant and Devin Booker. I get it. Ending your season two years in a row with a blowout loss is bad, but I didn't view Williams as the problem. This seems to be a move from the new owner of the team, Matt Ishba, who Jokic made contact with during a postseason game. He apparently was not a big fan of Monty Williams. Now let's get to Doc Rivers. The 76ers firing Rivers is taking the easy way out. He's the obvious target due to his past failures in the playoffs and the fact that he's lost the most Game 7s, 10 in NBA history. But I ask you this, how is it his fault James Harden fails in the postseason time and time again? This is a team that needs more changes than just firing a head coach. I mean, we've all seen what's happened. They chose Tobias Harris over Jimmy Butler. That was a mistake. They drafted Markel Fultz. They have Joel Embiid, but they are wasting his absolute best years. I look at that team talent-wise and do not think they are a team capable of winning an NBA championship. Tyrese Maxey is a very good player. Joel Embiid is an MVP. James Harden should be the third best player on a team nowadays, not the second best. It's also hard to blame the 76ers for letting go of Doc Rivers. I mean, it's right there to make him the scapegoat because of his past history of blowing these 3-1 series leads and now blowing another 3-2 series leads. You can either look yourself in the mirror and try to solve your problems or you can blame this guy, and they took that route. I think it's the wrong route to go. I don't think it's going to work out for them, but this is what they. This was their only option. They're not going to blame Joel Embiid for what happened in that series versus the Boston Celtics. They're not going to blame James Harden, who they still want to re-sign this offseason. The only target they had was Doc Rivers, so they took him out. And this is not something new. NBA teams have been firing good head coaches forever. The Denver Nuggets let go of George Carl right after he won Coach of the Year, and the same thing happened with Dwayne Casey and the Raptors. The Cleveland Cavaliers fired David Blatt half a season after after he made the NBA Finals. What has happened is the person with the least amount of power on a basketball team is now the head coach. The players and the GM and of course ownership have all more power and that wasn't always the case. You had all-time great coaches like Phil Jackson, Pat Riley, Jerry Sloan, and Greg Popovich who is still of course coaching. These guys were the faces of their respective franchises and the only modern coach I could say that about is Eric Spolstra. He is the Miami Heat. He has coached there for a decade and a half. 
other coaches when they win the title, like Frank Vogel with the Lakers, Nick Nurse with the Raptors, and Mike Boonholzer with the Bucks, are all expendable. They did not even last five years with their teams after winning the NBA Finals. That's kind of ridiculous. I mean, they won the championship. You'd think they could make a mistake or two before being let go of their jobs. And you could say that NBA teams should hold their coaches to really high standards, but shouldn't they be able to keep their jobs during at least one down period? The Golden State Warriors were going through a rough patch. They stayed with Steve Kerr and were rewarded with a fourth NBA championship. The Heat have gone through rough patches with Eric Spolstra, but have now made the conference finals in three of the last four years. Those teams have benefited from the consistency of having the same coach year after year. And I'm someone who really is a fan of that model, that you pick that guy and you stick with him. I was a fan of the Dallas Mavericks keeping Rick Carlisle that entire time because I did believe that Rick Carlisle was one of the best head coaches in the entire NBA. And you don't get rid of him unless he is the problem. And of course he wasn't. The big factor in all this is do these coaches get along with their star players? Because some of these guys don't want to be coached by the same guy for that long of a time. Look, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving handpicked Steve Nash to be their head coach. He had never coached before. They were done with him within two years. They didn't want him to be their head coach, even though he was the guy they handpicked. There is no job security anymore for these NBA head coaches. Mike Budenholzer won an NBA championship two years ago. He is done. Yes, he lost in five games to an inferior opponent, but doesn't winning the NBA championship grant him anything when it comes to time to get things right? Yes, he made some mistakes in that series, like not letting Giannis guard Jimmy Butler, but is that enough for the guy to lose his job? I mean, the Milwaukee Bucks are not one of the best franchises in all of basketball. They weren't really winning a lot before Mike Boonholzer was there. They went through the Jason Kidd thing. It didn't work out there. He wasn't getting the best out of Giannis, but Mike Boonholzer really is the guy who developed Giannis Antetokounmpo into a multiple-time MVP and defensive player of the year. He is the guy who was there for all of that. I don't think you should just pick a head coach you want there for the good times. I think it's easier to be the head coach of the Golden State Warriors during the dynasty or the Miami Heat when they had the big three of LeBron, Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade. What was tough was when Eric Spolstra and Steve Kerr had to rebuild those organizations to a certain extent. I mean, Eric Spolstra went through a down period where he lost all three of his stars. Now, yes, he got lucky and he got another star in Jimmy Butler, but he's also developed so many players over the years. Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, these were not guys who were supposed to be as good as they are right now. Nick Nurse is an interesting case because he walked into the perfect situation with the Toronto Raptors. He was coaching Kawhi Leonard and they won the championship and it was great, but he also had success after Kawhi left. He had Pascal Siakam. They were a really good team. They still had Kyle Lowry. They were a really good regular season team. I would just think if you're the Toronto Raptors, who's going to be better for your future than Nick Nurse? And maybe this was both sides 
wanting to end things, but I think Nick Nurse is a very good basketball coach. I want to talk about where these coaches should coach next. I want to start with Doc Rivers. I think the perfect team for Doc Rivers is the Detroit Pistons. Doc Rivers needs to go to a place where there is absolutely no pressure to succeed in the postseason. I think Doc Rivers is a good enough coach to be a part of a rebuild, and he's never really been a part of one after he left the Boston Celtics. He didn't want to be a part of their second rebuild after the big free era was gone. He's gone to these two teams that were supposed to have massive success in the Clippers and the 76ers, and he didn't win the championship, and now we all look at him and we all talk about the postseason. I think this guy needs to hit the reset button. So if he's going to coach again in the NBA next season, I think it should be for the Detroit Pistons because there I think he's going to have more regular season success than one would expect. This is a guy who went above 500 with the Clippers when Tobias Harris was their best player. This guy can do a lot with a little. Next up is Monty Williams and every team that is in contention right now should look at Monty Williams. I'm talking about the 76ers and the Milwaukee Bucks. I think this guy is an excellent head coach. His players really like him. He got the best out of Chris Paul even though he was an aging player. I really love Monty Williams as a head coach. No team has ever done better after letting go of Monty Williams. I think the Suns are going to seriously regret letting go of Monty Williams and Joel Embiid in the 76ers would have a lot of success with Monty Williams at the helm. The Raptors, Pistons, and Sixers should all be in on Mike Boonholzer. I think he's an excellent head coach. He wins a lot of regular season games. I think he would do a good job with Joel Embiid. He just coached Giannis to two MVPs and Defensive Player of the Year. I like Mike Boonholzer. I understand the sentiment that the guy has not gotten the job done enough in the postseason but he still does a lot and again he had Giannis but it's not like the Milwaukee Bucks were a star-studded roster I think with the right team Mike Boonholzer is still capable of winning an NBA championship and I feel the exact same way about Nick Nurse if you're a team in contention I would consider hiring Nick Nurse I mean he won the title with Kawhi Leonard again I don't know how much credit you're giving him but I think he had a lot of success after Kawhi left that team and I think he is a capable head coach. But this is what's funny about the NBA head coaching thing in the NBA. It's a carousel. I mean, these guys just keep switching positions. These are all retread coaches. I mean, Doc Rivers, what? This would be like his fifth team if he's hired again. I think we've seen what Doc Rivers is capable of, and maybe we don't need to see more of it. Mike Boonholzer, we know the Mike Boonholzer experience. These teams should look for maybe something different, but it's hard to say if that different is going to be successful. That's why I laugh every time there's an opening and they bring up the name Mike D'Antoni. We all know what the Mike D'Antoni experience is in the NBA. He is a genius offensive coach. He has had great success with Steve Nash, James Harden, and a lot of other point guards in the league, but is he capable of his team 
playing enough defense for him to win an NBA title? And the answer is absolutely not. His fast pace of play is only going to get you so far. I mean, it only got so far with Carmelo Anthony and the New York Knicks. It only got so far with Steve Nash and the Phoenix Suns. And it only got so far with James Harden and the Houston Rockets. He's an excellent head coach, but we know the Mike D'Antoni experience and we know how that book will end. These teams that think they are a championship coach away from winning have to look at different options. The Milwaukee Bucks have to look outside the box, and so do the Philadelphia 76ers, because I don't think just another retread hire is going to make any difference when it comes to their championship aspirations. Eric Spolstra came out of nowhere, and Steve Kerr got hired off of a TB job. That's why I find it funny when everyone was making fun of the fact that J.J. Redick, an ESPN analyst, was getting interviewed for a head coaching job. I understand why that team would look into hiring J.J. Redick because of Steve Kerr. Mark Jackson is another guy they bring up. He's on TV. I would not hire Mark Jackson. I mean, he's the guy who didn't win a title with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green, but that's just me. One of the reasons that these teams continue to hire retread head coaches is because a team like the Bucks, there's a lot of pressure there. I mean, whoever gets this job is supposed to take them to the NBA Finals. That's why you hear names like Scott Brooks. Scott Brooks had a lot of success with the Oklahoma City Thunder. He led them to the NBA Finals with Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden. I think he's a good head coach. He wasn't very good with Washington, although he had John Wall some of the time. He had Bradley Beal some of the time. Other names you hear about when it comes to these coaching hires are like Golden State Warriors. Warriors assistant coach Kenny Atkinson, who was coach of the Brooklyn Nets. I really like that guy. I thought he was really good with the Nets, and he got unjustly fired because Kevin Durant didn't want to be coached by him. What I find interesting is you never hear about college coaches getting NBA jobs anymore, even though guys like Billy Donovan and Brad Stevens did and do have success in the NBA. Like, why aren't these teams calling these really good college coaches? And instead, you have to hear about Tyron Lue wanting out of the Clippers. I mean, Tyron Lue won an NBA championship because of LeBron James. He hasn't done very well in LA. I understand his situation and why he might be frustrated with the lack of playing when it comes to Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, but I don't think Tyron Lue is the answer for the Milwaukee Bucks. Tyron Lue is not a better head coach than Mike Boonholzer. He's just a different head coach. And that's one of the biggest reasons I have issues with these firings. They're just to bring in a different voice. They're just for you to blame this person for that season. Mike Boonholzer did not do a bad job with the Milwaukee Bucks, but the Milwaukee Bucks needed to blame someone for what happened this postseason. The same for Monty Williams. I mean, the reason the Suns were able to fire him and maybe justify it is because they had two straight years where the last game of the season they lost by 25 plus points. NBA head coaches are the first to go because you can't fire players, nor do these teams want to do that. And I really believe that if the superstars on these teams like Giannis wanted these men to still coach them, it would have happened. I'll answer my question from the beginning. 
are these firings justified? Only if these teams pick the right coaching candidates and go further in the postseason, but one of them at the very least is going to learn that the grass isn't always greener. And I think it might be the Milwaukee Bucks. Like, I just don't see somebody getting more out of Giannis than Mike Boonholzer was able to do. I like the idea of Boonholzer being the long-term head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks, and I think he earned that right by winning the NBA Finals. I mean, the second best player on that team was Chris Middleton. He's been injury riddled. I would have given Mike Boonholzer another chance to do his best work with the Bucks. I think the Bucks were a team that needed to go through something. They needed to change their roster up. They didn't need to change their head coach. I really like Drew Holiday. I really like Giannis. Everyone else on that team, I have some questions about. Brooke Lopez is at the end of the line and Mike Boonholzer was able to get the absolute best out of him. These coaches, Boonholzer, Williams, Nurse, and possibly even Doc Rivers are going to get another chance and some of them are going to prove to the teams that let them go they made a massive, massive mistake and I think that's specifically going to happen for Monty Williams and Mike Boonholzer. I think the Bucks and Suns are at the end of the day going to regret letting go of these head coaches. Thanks for listening to this edition of Head to Head. I'm Cam McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so please rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs>